All right, welcome back to Generally Assembled, your favorite Pennsylvania House Republican podcast. We uh, are, I'm Jason, of course, still joined by Neil, Neil Lesher over here. We're joined by a very special guest today, believe it or not, not Jesse Topper. Whoa. <laughs> or Paul Schemmel. <laughs> or Paul Schemmel, that's true. You know, I wasn't here for the Paul Schemmel experience, yeah. so. Am I going to get attacked again? No, I don't. First of all, I think Paul and I did a very good podcast. It got rave reviews. All right. Well, I, I don't see any reviews, so I can't I can't, can't argue with that. Well, I was raving about it. Oh, well, there you go. Mrs. Topper seems to like this a lot. <laughs> so I hear. Oh, there he is. Our special guest, Representative Torin Ecker from Adams in Cumberland County. Thanks for being here. Hey, thanks for having me. All right. Well, you know, we were the House Don session this week, but that doesn't mean the fun has to stop. And I think the fun that we're talking about is mostly confined to fun in the city of Philadelphia. All right. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Well, you know, it's fun if you're Larry Krasner because you can get away with letting people get away with murder. That's right. You know, it's interesting. I was actually going to save this for our segment later, but uh, do you recall a couple years ago when Philadelphia City Council actually barred shops and, and like bodegas from having bulletproof glass in their shops? The only steps that are actually being taken by the elected officials in Philadelphia are steps to make people less safe. When their murder uh, counts are rising through the roof, the only steps they take is to make people less safe over and over again. Yeah, in fact, uh, I think even their own members now are being attacked or carjacked or uh, a Senator Street's office got, got I right. think, shot up. And uh, it was a congresswoman. Congresswoman it was, was carjacked, uh, you know, right, right around the holidays. You know, it's a really great place to go visit, it sounds like. You know, if you're, uh, if you're not a crime tourist, and uh, I don't know uh, any better place to go than Philadelphia right now. Right. Um, if you want to experience what it's like to be a victim of a violent crime, it seems to be the place to go. Um, but, but the real question is, and, you know, um, we got a letter this week from Senate leadership basically asking us to start impeachment proceedings against the district attorney, Larry Krasner, who uh, has been an abysmal failure. And look, something that we've been actively looking at and talking about, and that along with a host of other rogue uh, officials here in Pennsylvania that need to be uh, reined in. That that being said, uh, you can't deny how bad Larry Krasner has been for not only Philadelphia, but Pennsylvanians at large. Yeah, and there's this misnomer out there, right, that Pennsylvania needs to increase requirements on background checks and things like that. And, and you know, it's just false. Pennsylvania has one of the strongest background check laws in the country. Um, we've got existing gun laws that simply are not being prosecuted in Philadelphia. Look, we know it's really bad when we give powers to the attorney general to step in for, for Krasner, you know, Krasner's failure to keep the city safe. And and it's just amazing that we, we, we're willing to let... Attorney General Shapiro go over there and and try to intervene and do things because we don't trust the DA of the city. Well, and, you know, when he had that power from basically 2019 through the end of 2021, he we can't find any record of him actually prosecuting a gun crime with the concurrent jurisdiction. So like most Pennsylvanians, even Josh Shapiro is afraid to go to Philadelphia. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> That's a good right. point. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Philadelphia is so bad. All right. Highest murder rate since 2007. So 15 years. Wow. Uh, even to the point where former or Democrats and former city leaders are just dumping on the city. So, you know, look, the House has been focused on doing a lot to make sure that we're providing the resources necessary to crack down on violent crime and enhance uh, prosecutions in Philadelphia. The last budget, we gave $1.5 million to hire additional gun prosecutors in Philadelphia and Delaware counties. The concurrent jurisdiction issue is something that we're continuing to look at in terms of renewing that. Uh, there's a bill out there, uh, at least language, that would put term limits on district attorneys across the Commonwealth to two terms. Um, so we're making sure that, you know, these, these, uh, these prosecutors 
leaders are, in fact, being held accountable and, you know, while, while also respecting the will of the people. So that's something that we're focused on. But again, this issue with Larry Krasner is something we're going to continue to actively look at and make sure that we're doing everything we can to keep Philadelphians, but also Pennsylvanians at large, safe. Because right now, that violence that's going on in Philadelphia is being exported to the collar counties and the suburbs. And frankly, right now, it seems to be Philadelphia's largest export. You know, it's 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 impossible to divorce us from, from what else is going on, not just in Philadelphia, but in the state, right? I mean, thanks to Governor Wolf and Mayor Kenny's COVID lockdowns and, you know, the taking away of economic opportunity for people, you know, statewide, we've got about 300,000 less people working in Pennsylvania than we did right before the pandemic. And that's been holding kind of steady. And that's a problem. You know, we've got the lowest uh, workforce participation rate since Let's see. Our workforce participation rate is 60.9%, which is the lowest it's been since 1987. Wow. Um, So you have fewer people working, you've got less economic opportunities, and it's not really a surprise that crime then goes up. Yeah, it's not really uh, a surprise, but uh, I think one of the things that we just need to make sure that we're, we're looking to do is ensuring that law enforcement has the tools that they need. Uh, Larry Krasner, instead of working with law enforcement, has been blaming them uh, for having a terrible relationship with the community and not being able to get information, which hinders his prosecutions. But, you know, I think one of the things that's really stark and, you know, Representative Ecker, I think coming from an area well outside of Philadelphia, you could probably attest to that this issue with violent crime isn't a statewide problem. It's not. No, we live in great communities where, you know, crime is relatively low in the mid part of the state. And, um, you know, some of that, I, I think, is just a product of the, the, the people that live there that they go to work and wake up and, and try to raise their family. And not that those folks don't exist in Philadelphia, but uh, when you don't prosecute crime and don't stand up for your police like our caucus has, you know, you're going to have situations where people are going to turn to those things. So there's a reason why I chose to live in Adams County, and and, and I'm glad to, to live there. And hopefully folks realize that, that places that don't have a lot of crime are desirable places to live. And, and if Philadelphia would, would start prosecuting the crimes that there's already laws in the books for, uh, maybe more folks would want to live in Philadelphia. This is one of the reasons you want to live in Adams County, the apples. Well, of course. I mean, you know, Adams County is the apple capital of... Uh, I'll say the world, uh, but we're not quite as good as Washington State, I suppose. But no, I, I uh, that we have some rich agricultural heritage in Adams County. Apples being uh, that 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 big one. On full display last week at the farm show. Were you at the farm show at all? I was at the farm show. Farm show episode 2.0. I see. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what's your favorite thing to do at the farm show? Favorite thing to do, though, uh, not drive horses, because that was an utter failure last week uh, for the celebrity. Was that a pun? An utter failure? Yeah, right. <laughs> right. There it is. There it is. I know you guys love dad jokes here, too. Right? <laughs> we do, actually. <laughs> no, uh, look, I, I, the food, right? I mean, everybody loves the food. And, and uh, the fried cheese cubes, the milkshakes, the turkey legs. Yeah, we did, I did it all last week. Good. Well, I think we've established here more apples equals less crime. All right. Yeah. So uh, statistically proven. All right. Well, should all right, we well, move on to some fun, or what do we? Yeah, doing? let's have some fun. So, Representative Acker, I know you listen to the podcast, so you're familiar with this segment. Uh, but we we like to play a little game here on Generally Assembled called PA House Democrats or. All right, the rules of the game are simple. I'm going to read off a proposal or an existing law, and you've got to guess whether this is something that came from a Pennsylvania House Democrat or another Pennsylvania politician, uh, or if it's something out of San Francisco. All right, so first up, 
COVID-19 self-storage facility lien sale prohibition. So if you're not paying, you know, you know, you know the, the show Storage Wars. Everybody's yep. watched Storage Wars, right? So if you're not Which paying, is apparently fake, by the way. Imagine that no, TV's that, fake. <laughs> okay, well, you just ruined my whole evening. Good thing we still have wrestling. So if you're not paying your bill, they can't uh, liquidate your storage locker because self-storage is a constitutional right. I'm going to go ahead and say this is PA Dems. Ding 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 ding. Yes, that is uh, Pennsylvania's own. Uh, now this Chuck put the dings in. Please. Okay, we'll just let Chuck do that. That's Pennsylvania's own. Now this viral moment junkie, Malcolm Kenyatta. Ah, all right. Wait, can I can I go yet? Can I go now? Oh, you have one. I have. Yeah, I have. I have. I have a couple ones. So, okay. All right. All right. Is this a PA House Dems tweet or San Francisco? Want true equity? The state should force parents to give away their children. Wow, that's incredible. Uh, what, what, a, what a statement. Oh uh, I'm going to say that's got to be San Francisco, but I would not be surprised. Yeah, that's that's true. Uh, it's from an opinion piece saying, want true equity? California should force parents to give away their children. I'll just read you a few quotes here. Quote, the rich should give away their children to the poor, and the poor should give away their children to the rich. Homeowners might want to swap children with their homeless neighbors. Now, I recognize that some naysayers, hopelessly attached to their privilege, will dismiss such a policy as ghastly, even totalitarian. But my proposal is quite modest, a fusion of traditional philosophy and today's most common political obsessions. It goes on to say this concept called universal orphanhood aligns with powerful social trends that point to less interest in family. Wow. All right. That is powerful stuff there. Neil, you got, you got one? Yeah. Banning military-style police uniforms. And uh, specifically what they're talking about is when you have a, a situation where the riot uh, police have to show up. In this policy proposal, it was explained that the visual appearance of police officers in riot gear frightened the rioters and the looters. And so we need to get rid of the military-style police uniforms. Well, because I stay on top of these things in my co-sponsor memos, I know that, unfortunately, this is from a PA Dem. It is. It's from Ryan Sims. <laughs> Right. But that could be a San Francisco thing, too. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. I got one. PA House Dems Twitter. Or the San Francisco. Just because Republican extremists who wanted to overthrow the government lost their nerves, it doesn't mean they weren't still trying to overthrow the government. Had the coup succeeded, they would have helped end democracy. That sounds like the House Democrat Twitter feed to me. Yeah, I would say that's probably that is indeed dead on. true. And if you want to know an interesting t- statistic, I was going through trying to come up with ones for uh, this uh, this little segment here, and the PA House Dems tweeted 31 times since the beginning of the day yesterday. 31 times. 31 times. So I guess if you don't want to say it in the news, you just might as well tweet it. Right. All right, Neil. All right. If, if, you're, if you're done, I got I got a couple more. I got one more. All right. Making it illegal to use used underwear to wipe off cars in a car wash. (laughs) This shouldn't be from anywhere. (laughs) But it is. Uh, San Francisco. Yeah, it's San Francisco. I would love to know the backstory behind that. Or maybe I wouldn't. I don't know. That just sounds like they're trying to get in the way of uh, people that might might be trying to m- make their way up from a, a bad situation by cleaning off windshields in the city streets. With used underwear? Well, yeah, I mean. <laughs> it's like a new version of a laundromat. I mean, I probably wouldn't tip for that. Also, when you're trying to clean your underwear with, you know, window cleaner, what better way? You know, you're just multitasking. That's true. Yeah. Wow. All right. right. All right. I got two more. A new type of segregation is taking over your city. Here's why tech and we people are to blame. 
I don't know. I'm going to say San Francisco Chronicle. That's true. That's also from the San Francisco Chronicle opinion pages. Another quotes here. Instead of being split by obvious dividing lines, we quietly divide ourselves according to where we go and whom we talk to in the course of the day. These liminal transitional ghettos are delineated by invisible fault lines like bone fractures, visible only through the use of x-rays. Society is ghettoized when shared human experience falls beneath a certain threshold. In the motions of everyday life, people are now ghettoizing themselves. Wow. All right, well, I have one last one. You probably could tell where this is going to come from. Demonizing the state's largest city, which generates most of the money that supports other counties to try to win favor with the people who want to end democracy. Meanwhile, nothing is done to help communities recover from COVID-19. Well, that's got to be from Philadelphia. Yeah. Well, I'm sure it was tweeted from right here in Harrisburg, but yes, it is the PA House Dems. All right, one other one just throw out. This isn't going to be a guess, but this is a San Francisco one that kind of made me laugh, too. Uh, Prostitutes in San Francisco are not obliged to make change for bills larger than $50. Well, yeah, you don't want to have large bills on you. Right, that's, right. I mean, that's... Yeah. So, so I came prepared, guys. You know, I, oh. I know that you guys like the games, uh, whether it's Christmas songs or, or puns or, or, or our San Francisco game. And, you know, I, I got to outshine Representative Topper somehow or another, so I came prepared with a game uh, along the lines of... Who said it better? Neil, Jason, or Governor Wolf? Oh. Okay. Okay. All right. Let's pl- let's play this game. Okay. I so. hope we win. <laughs> Americans deserve more accountability and transparency from their government. Who said ne- it? Neil, Jason, or Governor Wolf? I'm gonna say Governor Wolf because he always talks about transparency, even though he's the least transparent governor. Uh, uh, yeah, I'll go with the same. Yeah. Surprisingly enough, that's Governor Wolf talking about uh, his transparency not too long ago, as it pertains to uh, education. Actually. Oh. Okay. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, let's do another one. I will continue to fight for increased transparency, safety, and supports for all PA students. I mean, it sounds like something. Governor Wolf. I was going to say Jason, but I'm going to go with Governor Wolf. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, this is Governor Wolf again. I just think it's kind of funny. This is him talking about transparency in students, which we all know. Clearly, he's changed his position on that since uh, you vetoed the curriculum bill. Uh, I'm starting a to get nervous if you were reading my tweets. I may or may not have stayed up real late last night <laughs> scrolling through your tweets. It took forever to get it's to the a, good it's stuff, a right? Land. All right, here we go. When governors have superpowers, they should have super transparency. That's Neil. No, I've, that sounds like you, Jason. No, that's Neil. I've never tweeted that. Well, technically, it's uh, Representative Seth Grove, but oh. but, but but Jason retweeted it. Oh. It's, uh, it, it would be Jason. So, so I, I have uh, a, one more fun one here. We're trying to be transparent, and we're focused on doing everything we can to keep the people informed of how we're doing. That sounds like Governor Wolf again. It is Governor Wolf again. He so, tries to be transparent. Yeah, so I think the, the you know this is uh, again. I had some other for Neil, but but we'll save them for another time. But <laughs> but you know if anything, those tweets kind of highlight all, all all of those tweets or or statements came you know within the last couple of years. This is in, in the early days of his campaigning when transparency. He said, "I think I'll be the most transparent governor of all time," or or something along so, those lines. That's not really played out here. Well, I mean, you know, in fairness, just last Saturday or this past Saturday, he released a, his congressional map. Finally, uh, I always say that if a politician's putting out a press release on Saturday, you should be somewhat questionable about what's going on. Well, hey, now we put out a press release responding to that press release. Well, but that's different. But you know, I mean, I guess you do have to give him some. Easy, Neil. You do have to give him some 
some leeway. He's kind of new to this. He's not a politician. He's only been governor for seven years. So he's still trying to figure out, like, what is the General Assembly? What do they do? So he's, he's figuring it out. I don't know who he is. I think he's probably glad he's going to be done in a year. That way he can get his nice ambassadorship somewhere and uh, live in the foreign country, which he's been in his mind for you know, the remainder of his yeah. career. The good news is only 11 months left. Fair yeah. enough. All right. Well, folks, uh, thank you, Representative Becker, for joining us this week. Uh, this has been another episode of Generally Assembled. Uh, you have a podcast yourself. Do you want to give it a plug? I do. And it is, in fact, the best podcast on the PA House uh, podcast. And it is, by the way, did you know, where we talk about uh, laws and legislation that you might not know about, uh, but become signed into law and affect your daily life. So catch the next one. It is a good podcast. I've listened to it a couple times. Yeah. Uh, it's very good. We, we don't well. bash on people too much there. We uh, it's, it's no. more uh, we save that for generally. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we try to be a little uh, objective and talk about things that uh, you know actually are helpful to Pennsylvanians and, and, and get accomplished. All right, Representative Torin Ecker, a member of the stable of uh, PA House Republican Podcast talent here. That's that's great. And uh, Neil. Yep, I'm out. I'm out. All right, and Jason, me too. I'm gone. This has been Generally Assembled. Uh, You can find this podcast uh, where all your favorite PA House Republican podcasts are found, www.pahousegop.com slash mypodcast. Beep, bop, boop.